0: The Profane Argument is a podcast for secularists, free thinkers, agnostics, and atheists. We discuss topics that we think are relevant to non-believers. Welcome to the show. Welcome to the 7th Profane Arguments
1: Podcast.
0: My name is Ryan, along with me are...
1: Hi, I'm Karen. I'm Jared. (laughs) This is Ian. It was a bad time to take a sip of water.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Okay, well, we like to get things started off with a question, and this question kind of comes from Karen, although I reworded it a little bit. The, The idea behind the question is basically, is it possible for an atheist to have a religious experience? And by religious experience, I'm... Basically meaning, can you be in awe? We have a friend who talks about religious experience and the fact that you can induce a religious experience. It's just a chemical state of the brain. You can induce it by going into like a sensory deprivation chamber, that sort of thing. But do you think an atheist can have a religious experience?
2: Yes. Again, if that's the way you're defining it, then 100%. A
3: religious experience is just how you interpret the experience that you go through. You're just putting it in a religious framework.
1: Yes, and so so, I say so, no. I disagree. <laughs> Can an atheist hallucinate? Sure.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's, that's, how, that's how we opened up, and I was like, wait a minute, if it's just a, if religious experience is just a, uh, you know, generic way to describe intense experience, then sure.
3: Yeah, so I think we should we should take back The experience then. I mean, because this came from a a discussion that Oprah Winfrey and Diane Nyad had. Diane Nyad, does anybody know who she is?
0: I didn't. No.
3: (laughs) Okay. She is a 64-year-old woman who swam. She's a marathon swimmer. She swam from Cuba to Florida um, a little while ago. I'm not sure exactly when. A couple years ago. She'd been trying um, for years to do this. This was the first time she ever did it. And she was 64 years old. So Oprah had her on her... Television show called Super Soul Sunday, which <laughs> you know where that's gone. Mm-hmm. And they were talking about how Diane had, had a what Oprah termed a religious experience, um, it being in awe of the ocean and in awe of the size of the universe and just being in awe. And Oprah insisted on calling it a religious experience and not just letting it be what it was.
1: Right. Well, we and don't really this woman
0: have another term for it, do no. we? I mean, we don't have a, a that's just what we call it, right?
1: Yeah. You're in awe. That's what it's. You can appreciate <laughs> yeah. all that stuff and not be, have a religious experience,
3: right? But Oprah wouldn't let her do that. I mean, Diane Knight is an atheist, and Oprah was like, told her that you had a religious experience. You, God for you, is nature and humanity, and not even accepting the possibility that she was just in awe of the universe. It always has to be in a in a context in and around God.
0: Well, she's, and she specifically said, that was a religious experience for you. So, you, you know, the way you perceive the universe or the vastness of the ocean or whatever, that is God for you. So you're not an atheist.
1: Mm. Or yeah. Oprah just has a mixed message of what a religious experience is. And when whenever Oprah's like, wow, that's an awesome sunset and the mountain looks cool. It's just amazing. Mm. She's like, religious experience. You know, whereas another person would be like, yeah, it's a really cool site. I, I appreciate nature and all the cool things that it can do. I don't put it. Exactly. Yeah. It's like when people say, oh, you're an atheist. Well, you know, you have your religion. I have my religion. You'd be like, no, I <laughs> don't have a religion. It's an. It's, well, you believe what you believe. No, mine is non-belief. <laughs> you understand? Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah I think that's a, that's a key point. I think Oprah in this case just has a complete misperception of what being an atheist is. And a lot of people do. They, they can't mm-hmm. comprehend that it's a lack of belief. And I like the one analogy that says it's, it's like saying that atheism is a religion is like saying that bald is a hairstyle.
1: Or <laughs> abstinence is a sex position. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> I stole that one from Bill Maher.
0: Okay. So some updates, I guess, on the, uh, the state laws. I was just going to mention this real quick. Since we it's been an ongoing topic and things keep changing. Tennessee. The governor in Tennessee. We mentioned that there was a bill to make the Bible the state book in Tennessee. Apparently the governor vetoed that, and then Yay. Congress, the, the state Congress, decided that they were going to push it forward anyway, but they couldn't get enough votes. So it, wow. is, not, it is not going to be the state book. <laughs> Score. Good. Interesting turn of events. It's,
1: just,
3: it's, it's a yeah. small victory at this point, but we'll <laughs> take it.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's still sad that there are that many people in government who are I guess they're just, they're feeling pressed. They're feeling some heat from the secular movements that are going about and are, you know, fighting back. I have to think that's where it's coming from.
3: Absolutely. Well, yeah, well they're they're pandering to the to their Republican base, yeah. Um,
0: some other things that yeah. happened, we, uh, we just had in our hometown, Bruce Springsteen, the boss was here. He, we mentioned last time, I think, that he was boycotting playing in North Carolina Due to their passing of anti-LGBT laws, some other people who have canceled because of that same reason. Uh, Ringo Starr, who I didn't even know was still touring, yeah. was uh,
1: yeah, absolutely. I talked to him on the phone one time. Really, really. So it's a completely <laughs> unrelated story to what we're going to be talking about. But yes, I did.
0: <laughs> nice. Uh, and the Cirque du Soleil also canceled their. Uh, wow. Yeah. So good for them. However. A couple people who are still playing, Cindy Lauper and Mumford and Sons are still going to be playing. However, they are going to donate all the proceeds, all the money they make, to various LGBT causes within
3: the state. I'm not sure that's not a better solution, honestly.
2: Right. And it sounds like something Cindy Lauper would do anyway. <laughs> right. Mm. <laughs> but Karen has a good point. It seems almost smarter. Like
3: yeah.
0: I don't, I disagree with
2: your- you. So give me all your money and I will reappropriate it how I feel it should be spent.
3: Yeah, and you're not letting down your fans, too. Yeah. I like the solution. Hmm. And it's got to piss them off royally, so.
2: (laughs) And it better be all the proceeds. (laughs) (laughs) What
3: is a Mumford?
2: (laughs) I couldn't even Uh, name one song from them. Really?
0: I've heard several songs and I like a few, but I as well, I have no idea what... Yeah,
2: I was gonna say. I think I I own at least two of their albums. They only had one song. They've had two songs now that are uh, I would say relative hits. Only one is a top forty hit currently. The first one that was a hit had some cursing in it, so they had to edit it. <laughs> you know, I'm not that surprised. I don't. None of the three of you, you know, in the duration of our friendship, strike me as people who enjoy top forty radio. Oh no. Okay. So, uh, no reason you would have been exposed to. Uh, any of the current Mumford and Sons
1: music. Oh, I'll have you know, Ian, I just added a couple Sia songs to my playlist on oh. Spotify, so up yours and your top 40 <laughs> shit. <laughs> nope, I think that's reasonable. Um, Sia's pretty good.
0: Would it be bad for me to say I have no idea who you've been talking about?
2: <laughs> yeah, I bet I you know a song though. I bet you probably if you
1: if I played it for you, you'd know it. Um, you would
2: you would recognize chandelier as a song and if i told you it's that song where the creepy girl in a wig dances around in a beige bodysuit oh okay yeah. now I know exactly. and it's been from
1: saturday night live i know who you're talking about now yes yeah. okay absolutely that was my first exposure to it too so don't feel bad
2: right and i have since got re- gone back and, and re-watched that episode and it's much funnier now that i know what's going on mm.
0: I want to transition into SNL now, but we're going to wait for that.
2: Okay. <laughs> um, well, move on. And, uh, yeah.
1: and again, I wish I had linked this story earlier. I saw it today and I was going to link it, but it had a lot of words in it and a lot of numbers. And I was like, ah, I don't feel like explaining this, but I did <laughs> see something about our great state of Pennsylvania used to have, they were trying to push a law through that in God we trust will be plastered all over public schools. Oh, and well. it got shot down years ago, but we got a new Senator congressman. Again, I didn't, Read it too fully. I forget his name. That is trying to push this through again. So have fun with that.
3: Yay. <laughs> mm,
2: thanks.
1: Right. Mean- meanwhile, the budget remains unresolved, <laughs> but this
2: is a priority. Yes.
3: <laughs> well, last, last year's budget, they, they finally let
2: go. <laughs> but it's well, like. Well, thanks.
3: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's another two months and we're going to be at it again. So yep. big old mess. But
0: the good news the the, uh, the governor did sign the medical marijuana bill.
2: Yes, so
0: that goes into law. It's going to be two years before they figure out how to license anything, but
2: but
0: mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a fairly restricted one. I mean, there's fairly. no, you can't. <laughs> it's an excessively yeah.
2: restricted one. No, nope, yeah. I think I found my new career path. <laughs>
3: <laughs> we already told Tom if he if opens, if he has an opportunity to do an organic farm, will help fund his initial <laughs> outlay.
1: Either that, <laughs> in, in, in exchange for a cut of the profit, or start faking some back pain. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I think I I think I belong on the distribution end. <laughs>
1: All right, Ian, can you tell us
0: about the news from the kingdom of Saud?
2: Yes, this is from Al Jazeera out of Saudi Arabia. Saudi Arabia has stripped their religious police of arresting power. I, and I barely believed it when I read the title. Sure enough, I went on to read the whole article, and uh, it is 100% accurate. The uh, Saudi Arabian cabinet has passed a new law that has stripped their religious forces of all their arresting powers, and not only that, but it urges them—it urges them to act kindly and gently when enforcing Islamic rules. <laughs> yeah, again, <laughs> I'm stunned. But uh, it says uh, religious officers will no longer be allowed to detain people. They will no longer be allowed to detain, chase, you know, or or anything that they used to do. All they're allowed to do is observe, you know, discourage them politely and kindly. From breaking Islamic law and report any violators to police or drug squad officers.
0: I I didn't I didn't believe you when you told me about this. I've now read the article and I still I, I, <laughs> there's even, some angle. <laughs> I, I even verified you know from a different source because I mean not that I don't trust Al Jazeera they're fairly unbiased right. when it comes to world news but I still have like a ten percent amount of complete disbelief <laughs> of <over> this.
2: <laughs> I I don't doubt it. I've I've read this article uh, several times because I was like, well, there's got to be, you know, some kind of backlash. But apparently they were just the religious police were apparently, you know, in addition to being overzealous, they sound like they were horribly, you know, undertrained. And they would Mm. just go, you know, that plus their intense zeal, they would tend to go overboard. And lots of people, bystanders included, were being injured and sometimes killed in their pursuit of Carrying out their duties, so yes, as of probably, I think it's been about a week now. As of a week ago, this new law has been in place. So we'll see if this is, you know, any actual progress for Saudi Arabia.
3: I still, I doubt I- it is. Right? No, I mean, what they're just doing is they're kind of separating the the church from the state, right? In a in a, in a bizarre kind of way. So um, the religious officers aren't allowed to arrest, but I'm. I'll bet you dollars for donuts that as soon as they report it to the police, the police are there immediately, and this punishment will be the same. It's just different people will be arresting you.
2: Right, right. I guess, uh, you know, at least they, they add that. Another layer of accountability in this. I mean, and this way, someone more, you know, a state official, instead of just mm. some rando who was, you know, they used to just be able like, I mean, according to this article, in addition to normal stuff like, you know, drugs and alcohol and women exposing any amount of flesh in public and that sort of thing. Like, if they wanted to accuse you of witchcraft and detain you and beat you down, they'd be like, we're the religious police. We do what we want. Now they actually have to call a third party to come and do that to you, which I think is nice.
3: (laughs) I guess it could be considered progress. Sure.
2: Yeah.
3: The the laws... uh, in Saudi Arabia are just so bad to begin with that any little bit, I suppose, is right. Better.
2: Right. Absolutely. Baby steps.
3: Baby steps. <laughs> right, I guess I'll take it as daylight. But
2: the,
0: <laughs> I mean, it is a monarchy, and not only that is a theocratic monarchy. I mean, Sunni law is going to be there in any case. But yeah, I, I, it has to be. It has to be a little bit of a step forward. I guess.
2: Yeah, and again, I'm with you guys. I've read this time and again, and I believe that it's true. But I don't see the angle yet. I don't know if they're trying to, if they're, if this is part of some secret deal with the United States or they're trying to, they've mm. got their PR people out there. It's too early um, to tell. I don't, yeah, mm. we'll see. I will, my fingers will remain crossed until then.
0: It is an interesting <laughs> story and I'm glad you brought it up because I didn't see anything about it until you did. Um, tr- Trump has been just dominating the news for the, so long. <laughs> I, I have no idea what happens outside of, you know, his Campaign, so. Outside
2: of what's going on with him.
3: <laughs> yeah. I wonder if it's somehow related to the supposed, what is it, the 11 pages of the 9 11 report? 28, which pages. Implica- 28 pages. 28 pages. <laughs> so- somehow implicate, I don't know even what part of, I don't know if it's the kingdom or the government of Saudi Arabia as part of the conspiracy.
0: I don't know specifics, obviously, yeah. the, you know, they it's haven't it. released anything, but it, uh, supposedly it implicates high-up people in the governmental functioning of the kingdom. So, it, not the royal family itself, but mm. some people high up in the actual government of of Saudi Arabia. So, yeah, I, I don't know how that would be related, but maybe. Maybe, hmm. Well, you mentioned it, that it might be something to do with uh, the relations with the U.S. another country that has... Recently changed its relations with the US. Iran has a student. Uh, This story just came to my attention, I don't know, yesterday. I believe, and I'm going to mispronounce his name, but Ahmed Kokabi, I believe. He's from Iran, and he is being held in Tehran. He was a student of, I don't have it in front of me right now, but he was an engineering physics student, and he was in the field of laser technology. And he was able to travel abroad. He went to, to uh, Barcelona and then eventually to the University of Texas here in the U.S. And he very prominent in his field, doing really well, and he traveled back to Iran. And right now, I don't remember why he traveled back. I'm sure it was family-related. Uh, yeah, he was visiting his ailing mother. Hmm. And he was approached by Iranian officials to and offered a position working in security and military research. And he refused because he knows that his field can be used to enrich uranium. Mm. And he did not want to be involved in that. I mean, basically, he knew that once he was in, he would know government secrets and he would not be allowed to leave the country again. Mm. So he wouldn't be able to finish his work in Texas. So he refused. Well, because he refused, he was then imprisoned for actions against the government, for taking actions against the government. And he was jailed by the Islamic Revolutionary Court. However, since then, the... let me see who it is... Their their judicial system has ruled that the charges against him are completely unfounded and that he should be released. But that is yet to happen. He has now been in prison for five years of a ten-year prison term he has been moved into general population with common criminals Uh no and he yeah i mean his life is in danger because he didn't want to participate in the government's efforts to enrich uranium and i mean the story is just it's amazing that the the kid it seems to be really bright and you know on the side of good you know what i mean like he, he wants to do what's right and because of that he's He's probably got another five years in prison, even though the Iranian judicial system has lifted the charges.
2: That is the most shocking part for me. Right. Mm. So, you know, hey, we think you did this. Okay, not guilty. Sweet, not guilty. Ten-year sentence. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs>
2: right. Well, Since I- you've already started your sentence, I don't want to <laughs> burden you with having to be set free. So,
3: Well, it's, it's pure blackmail. I mean, it's all about getting him to work for the government.
2: Right. Well, I thought a- the government also said he's done nothing wrong. Well, we should su- release uh, him. There's uh, the, the Iranian court.
0: Supreme Court ruled that the charges were flawed and vacated the conviction however the revolutionary court refuses to recognize the supreme court's authority
2: ah <laughs> so what a great country
0: yeah, yeah. i mean I, what kind of country do you not recognize the authority? Of, oh, wait. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the authority of the, and you know, endowed by the Constitution? Yeah. Um, wow. But in any case, <laughs> this does seem to be a little worse. However, we do have similar things going on right now in where the Constitution says the Senate is supposed to do something,
1: and yet they're <laughs> not. No. <laughs> That's all uh. I'm saying.
3: That's a good point. Yeah. It doesn't say specifically how soon you need to do it.
2: <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. And we have we have precedents in place. Do you remember 60 years ago when that <laughs> racist piece of shit Strom Thurmond wanted to keep a Jew out? Well, we want to do that too.
1: <laughs> they're they're performing uh, what finished. they call a Kenyan boomerang. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Huh. Didn't I tell you about Kenyan boomerang? <laughs> No. Yes. That's where if, you, Wait, ask you, for, if you ask for something and you get what you want, but Obama gives it to you, you have to backtrack on it. It's also called black tracking. You oh, right. for black you tracking, track yeah. or you give it to the old Kenyan boomerang. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, black tracking, isn't that a uh, Bill Maher saying? <laughs> Didn't he come yeah, up, he with that? up with He came up with Kenyan
1: boomerang, too. <laughs> oh, did he? Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah.
0: uh, uh, so while being in prison, this kid has received, and I'm going to, again, these names uh, I'm going to mispronounce, but... The Andre Sakharov, I might have got mm. that right, prize from the American Physical Society uh, for his courage in refusing to use his physics knowledge to work on projects that he deemed harmful to humanity. He's also been awarded the American Association for the Advancement of Science, gave him a Scientific Freedom and Responsibility Award. And there are 33 Nobel Prize winners who have petitioned the Ayatollah Khamenei, uh, the Ayatollah Ali Khomeini, for this kid's release. So... It's it's apparently a well-known thing in the scientific world, apparently, that I am only on the outer fringes of because I just heard about it
1: yesterday. Did he get all these awards while he was in jail? Yes. Great. I'm sure that's a great comfort to him. Right. Exactly.
2: Yeah. And, and, and I, I wonder if they saw the irony in giving a imprisoned man the Scientific Freedom Award. <laughs> yeah. I'm well, sure I can't help did.
3: thinking. I can't help <laughs> thinking that the the American Physical Society Award and the American Association for the Advancement of Science Award are helping this guy in Iran. Though we are the Great Satan, so that can't be helping. Well, that's true. I think what they are
0: doing is giving light to his situation. Like I, I think that the more true. the people know about it, the more pressure might be able to be applied. Unfortunately, I don't even know if our government is... Well, I don't know if they're doing anything, but I don't know if they're able to do anything.
1: I was going to say, what
2: can they right. do? Right. Yeah. Best case scenario, John Stewart can direct a movie about him.
3: Yeah. <laughs> um, was he an American citizen or is he still an Iranian citizen?
0: No, I believe he's still a, an Iranian citizen.
3: Okay. There's really nothing we can do then. Yeah.
0: Right. He just hey, he had a visa for going to school. Okay. Well, I don't know about nothing. I mean, it could it, he could claim that he is a prisoner of conscience and that, you know, mm-hmm. the president with along with, you know, other people could try and make a deal for him. Um from what I understand, nothing like that has happened yet. And again, that's a tricky issue, so I can't really blame the, the current administration mm. for not doing more, but at the same time, hey, why don't you do more?
2: <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, at this point, the current administration has nothing to lose. They should they should just press it like nobody's business.
3: But how about there's oil involved still?
2: Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's true. There's oil involved. It's an election year. I'm sure Obama wants to work to make sure Democrats get elected and things of that nature.
1: Don't you mean Hillary? Hillary, probably.
2: No, <laughs> I'm really trying to block that out. I mean... It seems inevitable, but it frustrates me that, you know, just because she's being investigated on 14 different charges by the FBI, everybody's like, what? Who cares? <laughs> she's the best.
1: They love her in New York. Uh, she's a,
2: she's mm-hmm.
0: a solid number two.
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, well, yeah, she is. <laughs>
3: yeah, We went to a, a Bernie Sanders rally in town a couple days ago, and oh, my. There were sixty seven hundred people in a in the university's small old basketball stadium that's now used for volleyball. It was amazing.
0: (laughs) Yeah, you say the word stadium. It's a large basketball court. It is. It's not even. It's not a small stadium. It is a large court. (laughs) It's a large court. And this, yeah, sixty seven hundred people. When that when he walked out onto the floor, oh man, it was deafening. These people were excited. It was. Yeah. It was very cool. I'd never been to a presidential uh, rally before. It was. It was very interesting.
1: Now, if these people would yeah, just it vote, was. it'd be fucking great. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well,
3: I think the, those sixty seven hundred are going to vote. Yeah. But it's the rest of them that we need. Yeah. Mm, I don't know. Unfortunately, <laughs> I
0: won't be voting for him in the primary mm. because I am not a registered Democrat and Independents
3: are not allowed
0: to vote in primaries in the primary right in this state.
3: Yeah, the state rules are wacky, though. Each state has their own weird way of doing things. Well, it's the party. Yeah.
2: I had to fill out an absentee ballot, so. And I'm not a Democrat, so. Same here. I had no options. Yeah,
1: same here.
0: Yeah, but you can you can at least vote against Trump, right?
2: <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, there was, like, it was to the point where there were a few people who had already dropped out of the race that are still on the ballot, and I was like, I don't know, maybe I will vote for Marco Rubio. <laughs> <laughs> Nice.
3: Just mix it up a little bit, yeah. I mean, Kasich is probably the least bad, but even he's bad.
2: Yeah, I uh-huh. agree. I agree with, with, I think that's 100% accurate, in my opinion.
3: Mm.
0: All right, Jared, oh, well. why don't you bring us back to the U.S.? <laughs> you what? got something about,
2: huh?
0: <laughs> you got something from Boing Boing?
1: <laughs> <laughs> I got this via one Brian Etzel, so. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> yeah. I've never heard of this site, but uh, it looked like a great article. <laughs> Could be complete bullshit for all I know, but uh, there's no comments on it either. But anyway, it's uh, it's a sign of the apocalypse as far as I'm concerned, at least in this country. <laughs> the title of the article is Heathens Need Not Apply. Kentucky, you knew that word was coming right after that, right? <laughs> Kentucky's Ark Encounter is hiring. So what's going on is that the uh, Kentucky's taxpayer-funded creationist amusement park. Wait, tax?
3: Yeah. taxpayer funded yes. mm-hmm. uh,
1: they are hiring done. and only christians are allowed to work there the name of the company that runs it is called answers in genesis <laughs> they're the park operators they're planning on hiring hundred adherents who will be required to sign papers confirming they have accepted jesus as their savior <laughs> wow. although the park will not discriminate <sighs> against various flavors of christianity <laughs> what about go ahead What about
3: non-Christians? They won't discriminate against flavors of Christianity, but you have to be Christian. Well,
1: it's brought up. I'll get to that part.
3: Okay. All right. Sorry. I'll stop interrupting.
1: (laughs) In January, they won a federal court ruling allowing to hire workers based on religious reliefs. The religious group also seeks $18 million worth of Kentucky's tourism tax incentive. Uh, (sighs) U.S. District Judge Greg Van... Tautenhove ruled that the group can impose a religious requirement for its employees under an exemption on the 1964 Civil Rights Act, which I'd love to know what that is. That's not mentioned in here, though. Uh, we are a religious group, and we make no apology about that. And federal law allows us that. Oh, Ham. That must be Ken Ham who said that. Uh, we're requiring them to be Christian. That's the bottom line. So I'll get to the part about the Catholics. They said they will make not make any distinctions between the different Christian denominations as long as the future workers sign the statement, they can work in the theme park. Uh, where was the part about the Catholics? Oh, okay. There was also a question on whether Answers in Genesis will allow Catholics to work at the Ark Encounter. Kentucky Paleontology Society President Dan Phelps said Catholics usually do not interpret things literally since they do not have the tendency to be fundamental Christians, to which Ham said he'll allow... All denominations in. So oh, wait,
0: Dan Dan Phelps is that from the f- the famous Phelps, the uh, God hates fags Phelps? Oh, I don't know.
1: No, that's oh, uh, no, what's his really name. I, I forget his name. I don't think it's. Th- it's a big family though. Yeah, that's true. I mm-hmm. wouldn't doubt it. Michael Phelps. <laughs> he an Olympic swimmer, didn't he? <laughs> yeah,
2: no, I just wanted to implicate <laughs> him in something. <laughs> <laughs> all right, never. That's mind. What he gets for having the last name Phelps. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry.
1: So all I have to say about that is suck on that Kentuckians. <laughs> $18 million. All
3: right. So I looked up exemptions in the 1964 Civil Rights Act. All right. And Title Two outlaw discrimination based on race, color, religion, or national origin in hotels, motels, restaurants, theaters, and all other public accommodations engaged in interstate commerce, exempted private clubs without defining the word private. Mm. So if they call themselves a private club, then d- they are exempt. Well, or
0: are they using the, the reverse logic of you can't discriminate against us so we get to apply our religious beliefs however the hell we want.
1: Right, because if you say that they can't do that then you are discriminating against their religion. Right. Although I don't know where it says in the Bible if you ever open up an amusement park about Noah's Ark, only <laughs> allow Christians to work there. I think it's well, the it? same
0: I think it's the same as the Kim Davis argument that she has to allow gay marriage. You're infringing upon her civil rights.
3: Well, they they specifically were talking about an exemption to the 1964 Civil Rights Act, though. Oh, they're they're talking about an exemption from it. Yeah, that's how they're exempted and, and allowed to hire specific people that they want.
2: Right, but how can you call yourself a private club and at the same time access state tax dollars?
3: That's a good point. Well, since private club is not defined in the Civil Rights Act... I guess they've just figured out a, a loophole.
2: It's I
1: Kentucky. Guess. What more do you need to know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm sure it wasn't investigated that far.
3: No, and if they if they do get challenged by anybody, the the a lot of the courts are Christian courts basically. So it's Christian Sharia law in Kentucky. Yippee!
1: That is disappointing.
3: Mm. I thought this and was going to be a light story, Jared.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. That, and the sad part is, I'm sure this place will thrive. I'm sure it'll do well. I know the Creationist yep. Museum does pretty well. Those Jesus reenactment parks. That what's that one down in Florida? I forget what it's called.
0: Yeah, I know what you're talking about. I don't remember. It's name.
1: People love that shit.
0: Sad. Well, (laughs) and and the thing that's really sad, I mean, yeah, they're using taxpayers' dollars for this, so automatically that that seems bad. But the thing that's really sad is they're going to be pushing for, I mean, it's an amusement park. They're going to get kids there, and they're just going to be ramming these stupid stories into their little brains and Mm. influencing them. That's what's sad.
1: (laughs) Well, we can only hope a bunch of people fake it. I mean, all you have to do is say that you, you sign a piece of paper. I mean, I don't know how legally binding it is saying that you accepted Christ as your savior and they just run rampant in the park as an asshole, <laughs> asshole atheist.
3: I mean, the worst thing that's going to happen to them is they get fired. I don't think they really want to work there anyway, so that'll work out just fine.
1: I mean, shit, if I was 16 and, and a full on atheist living in Kentucky, I'd be like, dude, let's go work there for the summer. Be Total dicks. <laughs> Uh, not absolutely. that we're
0: not that we're saying you know encouraging anyone to do that, but uh, hey, you should go do that.
1: You're not, but I am. I absolutely am. <laughs> My name is Jared Lanham, By the way, <laughs> go do that. Sorry, uh, I thought it'd fantastic. be funny. It's. It, it actually yeah. turned out to be sad. <laughs>
3: <laughs> well, do we want to turn back to Saturday Night Live then? Sure. SNL will save us. SNL will save us. SNL is funny. So last Saturday, there was a skit on Saturday Night Live called um, God is a Boob Man, I think it was the, pe- <laughs> the, the 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 skit. And right. it was all about a cake maker who was being forced to make bake a cake for a gay couple. And uh, then they were trying to force her to say that uh, God is gay and God is not gay, and it's it's a funny skit. You should go watch it. But uh, this is about somebody's reaction to the skit. So Pat Boone, I vaguely remember Pat Boone. He was a singer when I was a kid, and it was all kind of countryish, gospelish music. It's about all I remember. But he's very angry at Saturday Night Live. Um, I'll quote him because it's pretty priceless. Speaking for God, Boone said, "God is not thin-skinned." But it does demand reverence. If you have any brains at all, you don't pitch yourself against someone who created all things, the God of the Bible. They don't have to apologize to Christians. But when you come against God and the Holy Spirit, who are one and the same, you are bringing upon yourself eternal condemnation. And he goes on to say that they're all going to hell because they did this skit. You don't have to apologize, but you go to hell. You go to hell, you die. You go to hell, yeah. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Well, and he said, I mean, there's another quote above. So he said in that, you don't have to apologize to Christians, blah, blah, blah. But he did say above, believers in God deserve an apology
3: for the outright sacrilege. Of an SNL skit. Right. (laughs) Has he he seen television?
1: Where was he in the 80s when they did the penis sketch? (laughs) Dick in a box? (laughs) Oh, my God. Not even that. The one where they said penis like 50 times in one sketch because the law just got passed that you could say it on TV. <laughs> I've never seen that sketch. I'm going to look it You've up. You've never seen it. Uh, Matthew Broderick was the host. It's a great sketch. Okay.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so I thought
3: the, the the sketch was completely on point. It was, you know, all about current events and it was pointing out the the hypocrisy and the ridiculousness it, of the, it. It was Christian very much
1: in the vein of uh if you ever seen the trailer for God is Not Dead.
2: Mm. Right. Right. It's uh, they're on well, the sequel just came out.
1: Oh, there's a sequel to it. God is
2: Not Dead 2 just came out again because the first one – every time a God is Not Dead movie comes out, they take someone who I was a big fan of and they cast them in it and then I hate them.
1: (laughs) Well, uh, the biggest leap of faith for me for that first one was like, wait a minute. I have to believe that Hercules is a professor at a college?
2: (laughs) (laughs) Wait, that. Kevin Sorbo. Kevin Sorbo. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, oh, started gotcha. that, and that. That totally crushed me. And then, uh, longtime childhood love of my life, Melissa Joan Hart stars in <laughs> God Is Not Dead, too. And I was like, Damn really? It, Clarissa. Oh, my God. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, Clarissa now explains why God is not dead. Damn. Yeah. <sighs> it really. It was a heartbreaker.
1: We should do a segment on this show where we have to watch one of those movies. <laughs>
2: <laughs> no. <laughs>
3: Oh, I don't want to watch one of those.
1: I want. I want to watch Kirk Cameron saving Christmas. Oh, oh God!
0: So I love the the moral outrage of this guy. He's he's claiming that Saturday Night Live has committed an outright sacrilege, and he says that it's an attack on America, God, and the Bible. And the responsible people should be sent to hell. Wow! Now, if you think about that, he's claiming the moral ground here. Mm-hmm. And yet he's expecting to go to heaven and watch the people who did this show burn for all eternity. <laughs> he's going to watch people be tortured for eternity. And he's on the moral ground. Right. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Was there any response yeah. for Saturday Night Live? I hope not. I don't believe <laughs> not so. Not that I know of, no. Yeah,
2: you don't need to humor, crazy old Pat Boone.
1: <laughs> Crawling out of the grave to fucking bitch about something <laughs> one last time. <laughs> I do like some of the
3: comments. Like the top comment is, "Hey Pat, you're irrelevant. You smell like death.
1: The buzzards are circling.
3: So shut the fuck up, because no one cares. You brain dead tool." Like, <laughs>
2: wow, that is harsh. <laughs> that is unnecessary, Pat Boone abuse.
3: I was just reading the quote,
0: man. <laughs>
2: All right.
0: So if you're, and another another thing that comes to mind. So you're telling me the Pat Boone is going to be in heaven, but like yeah. Kurt Cobain and and you know other i can't even i'm blanking right now but all these other musicians are going to be in hell all right i'm in <laughs> i'm going <Yeah>. to hell. <laughs> if i have to go to heaven and listen to pat boone for eternity <laughs> i'll take hell god. thank you
3: i think that's the definition of hell
0: <laughs> uh and it, uh, just the way he started god is not thin-skinned what's god is in read the book He is (laughs) self-proclaimed thin-skinned. How many times does he say, I'm a jealous God? How jealous do you have to be to say that
1: over and over and over again? Well, didn't he open by saying, this is not coming from me, this is coming from God? Like, I got a direct line and just want to let you Saturday Night Live writers know.
0: (laughs) I think that was was the the author of the article. Oh, okay. In front of the quote, he said, speaking for God, Boone said... Uh Because God needs another spokesman.
3: Yeah, it's it's written a little satirically, is it? According to Pat Boone, former pop, country, and gospel singer turned personal spokesman of the Almighty, <laughs> outraged outraged by the skit. So yeah, he he kind of took it a little over the edge, but that's fine. <laughs> he also says, "I'm not sure
0: where in the Bible it says that parody and satire are sins." <laughs> mm.
1: <laughs> Silly Pat Boone. I thought so he have not seen the skit yet. Yeah, you should definitely go see it because they hit up everything in that one. I love the whole yeah. bit about. But Christians are the most oppressed people in the in America. <laughs> <laughs> I
3: mean, I'm going to hit my next story then because on the I got one crazy pants story following by another crazy story. So remember we, a couple of weeks ago we had a story about the crazy guy that found fossils in his yard and uh, determined that it was proof of Noah's flood, right? Right? Sure. So on that theme, I found another story which sounds equally looney Tunes. A creationist claims that Stonehenge was built by satanic giants.
1: Giants?
2: <laughs> giants. Oh, yeah. quite a Well-known fact.
3: Yeah. So a leading creationist claims that Stonehenge was built by a race of giants created by Satan to destroy Israel.
1: <laughs> wait, wait, wait. A leading what?
3: Creationist.
1: Oh, okay. Now...
3: Before you, you know, it's not some podunk guy in a trailer park. This guy actually, if find the data about him, he's Dr. Dennis Lindsay. He PhD. is the PhD. He's the president and chief executive officer of Christ for the Nations Incorporated. He also works for the Northwestern Christian University in Oregon somewhere. He's like the, the faculty uh, senate advisor or something along those lines. He is a bona fide, a bona fide <laughs> PhD holder. So okay, so
2: right, so he's <laughs> he's not like he's not like a doctor in the same way that uh, Bill Cosby and Stephen Colbert are doctors. No, he, no. he actually earned a PhD
3: from you know Orwabers University, I think.
2: But still, uh, okay, yeah. yeah,
3: he went to a not a, he not went a, to a not,
2: fully accredited school and achieved <laughs> uh, yeah. a PhD.
3: Accredited by some people, but not accredited by others. I believe would be the. Proper okay. way of putting it. All right. <laughs> so yeah, but he's not a crazy person. Well, except that he is a crazy person because he thinks that Stonehenge was built by giants <laughs> who were created by Satan. So his
0: and to destroy Israel. Apparently, his degree is from <laughs> Baylor
3: University in Waco, Texas.
0: Okay, oh. Baylor.
2: Yeah, Baylor's legit, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, that might have been his
3: undergraduate. That that is possible.
2: Yeah. So how did know. he? How did he know. come to this conclusion?
3: Well, all right. So. Lindsay told Baker, who's Baker? Baker is Jim Baker show, right? He was in the Jim Baker show, that Satan built his little squatter's hut up there on the Temple Mount. You know that temple because he knows what the Bible says about that place. I weave through, uh, it's just grantings, weave through why and what is the evidence for giants being on this earth. We all know about Stonehenge, right? That's just one of hundreds and hundreds of giant gigantic places around the world that testify that some sort of supernatural power or giants were involved in its construction.
1: Holy crap. Makes perfect wow. sense. And I didn't even need a PhD to figure it out. Right?
3: <laughs> <laughs> so he was asked, then why would Satan want to destroy Israel? And why would he create Stonehenge in England if he was going <sighs> after these... Israel. He's out to destroy God's creation and his whole plan of redemption and contaminate the human race because Jesus came not to save hybrids or non-human beings or fallen angels or Lucifer. He came to save human beings and to have a family. I mean, gah! You
1: know what's crazy to (laughs) me? We live in a world where iPhones exist. You know? You have... The wealth of human knowledge at your fingertips at all times. It can tell you where to go. Mm -hmm. It can do all kinds of crazy shit. I mean, the real height of technology. Drones. NASA. And people are still believing this Bronze Age shit with all this evidence in front of them. Did someone... Did you tell
2: me, like... Jim Baker, as in the Jim Baker, as in yeah. the, the Jim and Tammy Faye Baker sex oh. scandal disgraced.
1: That's what 1980s I assume it was. Has yeah. a show? That yeah. guy's still legit? That's well, probably like a YouTube show <laughs> or something. Um, well, I can't be, even believe it. Probably, That's amazing.
3: Remember how many Christian channels there are on television. Even if you just turn on your TV over the air, there are Christian channels somehow appearing on your television. So, yeah, he has a television show.
2: Wow. I thought that he, you know, I thought that wrecked him. Like, I thought Tammy Faye left him. He was completely discredited, and everything that he had built had just fallen apart. And damn,
1: never how resilient can you be? Never underestimate <laughs> stupid Ian. All these wow. people come out. There's that one that, that James Randi fucking buried, that one guy, I forget his name, found out all his little tricks that he was doing. You know, he's one of those. Uh, oh, revi- for, with uh, the faith healing? Yeah. And he's mm, still yeah. making millions of dollars after pr- proving everything bullshit. So, wow. Yeah, that Jim Baker thing, forget it. That was a, a drop in the hat or a drop <laughs> yeah. in the bucket for some of these people like that.
3: I like James Randi's, the, the check he has for uh, for a million dollars. If you can prove anything supernatural, he will give you a check for, I think it's a million dollars.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's, Maybe it was a- started at 10, right? But it's up to a million now?
3: Yeah, sounds right. Uh, we saw him on, yeah, we talked about this a couple of weeks ago. We saw him on campus and he was just handing him out. He said, if you can prove it, I will make this into a real check. <laughs> wow. There you go.
0: So I just had to do some searching on on this <laughs> Jim Baker, and yes, it is the same Jim <laughs> Baker, mm. formerly married to Tammy Faye. I mean, wow! I had no idea. And It does look like his show is a internet show, mm. but still, the fact that he's still around—that's amazing.
1: I yeah, bet you have to pay a monthly fee to watch that show. <laughs> <laughs> you think he's after money? Really? No, it's no. He needs no. it, that
2: no. was really dry. That. I did not follow that for a minute. I was like, are you kidding me?
3: <laughs> I do like the, the subject of one of his books, though. He's the author of Giants, Fallen Angels, and the Return of the Nephilim. like, Nephilim? Hey, they're in Diablo. <laughs> Jesus.
0: <laughs> All right, I didn't know if I was going to bring this up or not. However, speaking of crazy people and crazy claims... <laughs> Mm -hmm. So there is a book now entitled The Faith of Christopher Hitchens, The (sighs) Restless Soul of the World's Most Notorious Atheist. In this book, author Larry Alex Taunton actually claims that Hitchens came to religion right before his death. And I just, I, I find it completely astounding that someone would do this. I mean, especially after... The videos that Hitchens made not long before his actual death. Uh, There was an interview, actually, I'll, I'll link it on the webpage. There's an interview where he says that if at any point in time I say something like this, it's not me. It's because of the narcotics they've given me, and I'm not of my right mind because that just won't happen. And this guy actually puts out in this book that he had private conversations that nobody else could possibly know about. That described that Hitchens was questioning about God and that he kneeled before an altar before his, you know, when he was getting close to death. And I'm just, Ah. this is amazing. It is, I mean, first off, the fact that he would do this after he made these statements, right after Christopher said distinctly that would not happen. And he's making these claims on conversations that nobody can verify.
1: Mm -hmm. And they let him write a book and publish it without verifying anything? Well, you can publish anything. (laughs) Yeah, but I know they can, but, like, what respectable... Well, I'd love to know who's publishing the book. Where can you buy it? That is a good
0: question. That I don't know, but... It is a good point, though. What he says is that Christopher had doubts, and those doubts led him to seek out Christians and contemplate, among other things, religious conversion. Just amazing. I mean, and I'm sure what he's thinking is that he's... Honoring Christopher, because in his mind, coming to Christ is the right thing to do. So I imagine that's what
3: he thinks he's doing. But a number of other people have made the same claim and and questioned the same thing. I don't understand why Christopher Hitchens' converting is so important to them, because it's come up repeatedly.
1: Because he's so good at what he did, to have him fall in line Mm. Oh, it's perfect. That's true. You know, like one of the worst people I've, I like, I have a love-hate relationship with S.E. Cup. Do you guys know oh. who she is?
0: Yes. Yes. All
1: right. And I, know I don't exactly know exactly what, what you
0: mean. Yeah.
1: I don't know what her deal is. Like, I don't know what her long game is. Like, but I seriously expect her to come out one day and say she converted. If you're if you don't, if you're not aware of who she is, she's a, she used to be on Fox News. She's on CNN now, right?
3: Yeah, she's on CNN. Yeah.
1: And she was an atheist. But she respected people of faith and towed the line on Fox News, as I as I recall, and I think she's doing that now for CNN. Right? She's kind of their counterpoint to their arguments. Or
3: she is the token Trump supporter on CNN at the moment. Oh, I
1: fucking love hate her. Um (laughs) (laughs) What I love about her is that she's hot. (laughs) So, so so I. What is her name? S E Cup, like S period E period Cup. But I really expect her one day to come out and be like, you know, I was an atheist, but I've converted. God is real. Blah, blah, blah. But I don't think any atheists take her for real. Take her like as one of their own. No. She's so full of shit. But I love her. But I hate her. <laughs> <laughs> well,
3: she's articulate. She's engaging. She's, she's smart, you know yeah, she's smart. She's intelligent. But man, the shit that comes out of her mouth is nonsense. Oh, I'd like to
1: punch <laughs> her. I'd like to punch her right in the face sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even know who she was. I'm going to have
2: to investigate. Um, But you are not wrong. She is very attractive. She looks like an attractive version of the MTV VJ Kennedy. Yes,
1: (laughs) she does. And she
0: She looks like she is intelligent. And some of the things she said, not everything is bullshit. A a lot of it. You can tell she has a lot of logic. And some of (laughs) it. You're like, why didn't you apply that logic there?
1: (laughs) (laughs) But so I feel like she's kind of like a plant. And so if you convert, if you could say that Christopher Hitchens fell off mm. the high horse that he had, then, you know, you could always bring that up and be like, even Christopher Hitchens converted, you know? <laughs> uh,
3: yeah. Oh, to answer the ear- earlier questions, too, the publisher of this book is a uh, Thomas Nelson, We Inspire the World. They do religious fun, uh, books exclusively. Oh, okay. so, yeah.
1: yeah. Someone is rolling over in their grave right now. <laughs>
3: Yeah, <laughs> it is so insulting to the memory of Christopher Hitchens to say something about like that about him. I mean, everything about him was non-religious to the core of his being, and to say that about him is insulting.
1: It is, but you know, no rational person who really followed what he said is ever going to believe this. It's 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 for their own it's own group, right? You know, yeah. no one's going to take it seriously. If you ever bring it up in an argument, you can easily debunk <laughs> it by be like prove it. You know, nothing yeah. is proof. So, I mean, yeah, it's wrong, but you know, it's not like the whole world is believing this. At least, I hope they're not.
0: Hmm. I think that uh, they have a quote from Steve Wasserman, uh, who was a friend of Hitchens for you know decades. He said that he's not in a position to dispute the private conversations, but really think that it's shabby business. He reveals a hmm. uh, lack of respect. It's not the way to debate Christopher Hitchens' beliefs to report unverifiable conversations, which amazingly contradict everything that Hitchens ever said or stood for. (laughs) Mm. Yeah, uh, that's just the perfect way to put it.
1: Could you imagine if I wrote a book tomorrow and published it that said that I had secret conversations with Mother Teresa? At one point that no one was around with me and she told me that everything she believed was bullshit and she was actually a very staunch atheist. How much I mean, how many death threats I would fucking get. Yeah. All of them.
2: All of them. You're right. I would get all of
1: them. You would get a hundred percent of the death threats. I don't know. You'd ha- I think
0: you might have to also say you were gay in the same book to get all of them, but No,
1: oh, all right. Can I say she was a lesbian as well? <laughs> there you go. Now, do it. now you're getting them all. <laughs>
2: Jared, how would you even consider persecuting an already persecuted people? Mm, I know,
1: the most.
0: (laughs) (laughs) The most. Crazy business. All right. Anybody got
2: anything else? I'm tapped. I am also fresh out. Yeah. Okay.
0: Well, then, I think that's all that we have for this week. Thank you for listening, everyone. If you have any comments or questions that you would like us to address, feel free to put them in the comments. On our website, profaneargument.com, I would also encourage you to check out other shows that exist on the soon-to-be-named network, which you can find at soon-to-be-namednetwork.com, where you can listen to shows like uh, the Prodigal Sons. If you like listening to Ian and Jared, they are joined by Brian and Adam and discuss I don't know current events, everything, anything,
1: everything and nothing. We like to say everything and nothing.
0: Is that a Seinfeld reference?
1: (laughs) I don't know. No, I don't know where I got that from. You could also listen to
0: Podvocacy, which is always hard to say, with Jason and David. They discuss current pop culture events. There's also the Longbox Heroes and Longbox Heroes After Dark, where they talk about everything comic book. And then after Dark, they talk about everything that they didn't talk about in their original show. We also have a live YouTube show called The Fresher and Parlance Show with Fresher and Parlance. And we also have The Prime Defective, which I believe we're calling a companion podcast for Star Trek The Next Generation, hosted by Jared with Brian. And and Ian described it as a MST3K-like companion to the show, which I can't think of a better uh, compliment than that. Oh,
1: I do like that. Thank you, Ian. Sure. Not entirely true, but that that'll work. <laughs> right. No, you're a little
2: more serious, but but I know you two to be funny gentlemen, it just comes out naturally.
1: Well, I meant more in a sense that like I don't know if you could watch the episode with us playing in the background. I guess you could. We'd run at about the same. Similar pace. <laughs> Similar pace. Okay.
0: Uh and lastly, if you would like to hear a podcast about a certain game card called, called Marvel Puzzle Quest, you can listen to Ian myself along with Craig. Talk about that game specifically, but also with so many references and tangents that you just might enjoy it anyway. Number
1: number one show on the network, right? That's true. Yeah, I think it is. And
2: in case you were in case you were curious, it's called The Puzzle Warriors <laughs> Three. We we glazed over that oh, when yes, we were describing right. it just now. Oh, okay. <laughs> the actual well, name <laughs> of the podcast.
0: <laughs> Eventually, I'll get used to doing
1: this.
2: <laughs> yeah, it's okay. It's, I just uh, all the other shows got a fair plug. I just wanted to make sure. <laughs> We got a we got a little extra.
1: Boy, he wants to stay number one, doesn't he?
2: <laughs> I know we got to. I I don't know again. I and I don't know what kind of uh, what kind of numbers our mainstay long box heroes are pulling in. So
1: well, they can it, have a. There was an official ratings thing I saw. You guys were number one. That was two. Then the other shows were in the mix. But Ian, you are on the number one show in the Dead Last show. <laughs> <laughs> yes.
3: <laughs> oh, it's just the Dead Last show. No,
1: this is not. I don't know. No. If the, if this was listed in there,
3: no this
0: this wasn't okay. listed in there yet. We might still um, be
1: too newbie. Okay. Although I have to I have to argue, I don't think that Prodigal Sons is dead last. I think we might be <laughs> second to last because I'm pretty sure we'd be fresher in parlance.
0: <laughs> well, in any case, you can find all these shows on the soon to be named network or their individual their individual websites. And again, I want to thank everybody for listening. And until next time, I'm Ray.
1: I'm Karen. I'm Jared, author of my new book, My Private Conversations with Mother Teresa. (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
2: And this is your new number one co-host, Ian.
0: (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Thank you again. Good night. And may your God go with you.